Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, a program about grassroots activism run by Friends of the Earth on 3CR. I'm Claude Galois, a volunteer at Friends of the Earth, and we're broadcasting from beautiful Wurundjeri country in Collingwood, Victoria. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Today we'll be chatting on the phone to Sana Desvat from Friends of the Earth's Nuclear Free Campaign, as well as Freya Leonard from Friends of the Earth's No More Gas campaign. Freya is in the studio with us today. Hello, Freya. And a very good hello to you, Claude. How are you going? Very well, thank you. Great to be in the studio this morning. Yes, on this chilly, chilly morning. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to kick off by uh, saying that it's Radiothon and on and on and on. And uh, last week we raised an incredible $570.00. But our target is $1,200, so we're really inviting um, all of our listeners today to call in, to make a pledge, and to help keep 3CR on air, help keep Dirt Radio bringing the news about the work that Friends of the Earth is up to. So please give us a call on 0488 809 855 and make a pledge of support. Uh, $200 allows us to podcast your favourite show, so you can listen back at any time. Just $35 will pay for a new turntable stylus and a quarter of a million dollars will buy us an electric hummer with a spa in the back so that we can get around Melbourne in the manner to which we like to become accustomed. <laughs> so please give generously, everybody, and thanks to everyone who donated last week. We just can't do it without you. 100%. Thank you so much for that reminder. Um, and you can donate by calling us on 94198377 or texting on 0488-809-855. That's 0488-809-855. And very soon we'll be um, chatting to Sana on the phone. So we'll be back just after this quick announcement. When I was new to Melbourne, I found a footnote bombs fly on the road and I had like this fist with a carrot and carrots are my favorite vegetable. Yeah, I think they were asking for help doing stuff and I got in touch. We, I guess, rescue food. That would otherwise go to waste. I like the aspect of sharing food and um, not making anyone feel obligated to pay anything for it. We make a real point at footnote bombs of involving everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in. For more information, go to fnbmelb.noblogs.org. 
Food Not Bombs is the 3CR supporter.
And that was Horizon by Aldous Harding. And now we're going to have a chat to Friends of the Earth's nuclear-free campaigner, Sana Deswat. Um, and we'll just get Sana on the line now. Hi, Cord. Hi, Sana. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for coming on the show this morning. Thank you for having me. No worries. Well, so we know that um, nuclear, the Nuclear Free Campaign is one of Friends of the Earth's oldest campaigns in Australia. In fact, the one that kind of started Friends of the Earth in Australia and in Victoria. Um, could you tell us a bit about the history of nuclear energy in an Australian context? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, of course, nuclear energy in the um, context of the whole broader nuclear chain where Australia has a big um, kind of role to play in the in the beginning and the end of the cycle where um, Australia is the biggest uh, uranium miner in the world and um, its biggest um, uranium mine is sitting on top of the largest single largest uranium deposit in the world. So that's a big one. And acknowledging that the traditional owners um, of those lands have been fighting the nuclear industry at every step of the chain over the years. Um, so, yeah, I think I wasn't around 50 years ago, <laughs> so I had to do a little bit of research. But, yes, yeah, so, so the nuclear campaign was one of the earliest campaigns in a context where the, the environmental movement and other um, liberal liberation and, and human rights movements were very active. And um, in the early days, anecdotally, I heard that there were two women sitting on French Island opposing a proposed nuclear reactor and that the movement grew from there. But as I said, I wasn't there. And I guess taking that in the in the background as well of the British um, atomic bomb test that happened in Australia in the 1950s, which we are kind of commemorating the seventh, 70th anniversary of mainland um, atomic bombings um, this year. And so to the backdrop of that, a nuclear industry is, is very sensitive because um, Aboriginal um, People have have negatively suffered from that disproportionately from the whole nuclear industry, but especially from the nuclear bombing where a lot of people it was um, supposedly vacant seen as vacant land, but of course there were Aboriginal communities living on those lands and they've been affected um, quite harshly by by nuclear atomic bomb tests. So I did a bit of research, and so um, in the seventies. Um, the nuclear campaign in Friends of the Earth took off. And in the mid-70s, Friends of the Earth organized this big bike ride going from Melbourne and Adelaide and Sydney all the way up to Canberra where they converged. And they had like 350 people on board in those, one, in those first rides in 1975. And that went on for a couple of years. That's I awesome. Was- I think I've seen some of those photos at Friends of the Earth of that bike ride in the hallway. Yeah. It looks yeah. epic. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some photos as well, and it just looks like such an amazing... And it, it brought a lot of people together, and it really built the movement by, by the sounds of it. 
um, and they will converge on the lawns of Parliament um, together with the uh, Aboriginal Tent Embassy. And at one of those, they established an atom- atomic embassy or something, or a um, nuclear-free embassy, and they got evicted. Um, so, so there's a rich history there. And then in the late, middle to late 70s, Fo did a, some amazing submissions into inquiries into establishing the Ranger uranium mine and Roxby Downs, the Olympic Dam for uranium mine, which is currently the biggest uranium mine think in the southern hemisphere um but yeah so they they that that brought a lot of resonance and that was uploaded back in those days unfortunately both those um mines did go ahead in the, the early 80s there were a lot of protests um at roxby down against the olympic dam and uh, the traditional owners um such as uncle kevin have been pivotal in in like leading that resistance against the dam and um, the Olympic Dam and are still really active in that space. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, and then in the late 80s, uh, the bike rides kind of were replaced by the nuclear exposure tools, which later on became the, the radioactive exposure tools, which were kind of bus rides or caravans of cars that went and visited all the sites because it was really that connection um, of people from the cities seeing the places that were affected, speaking to the local people that were affected, that really um, kind of brought people's connection to the movement and and passion. And, um, yeah, and those have continued from the late 80s and all the way. I think the last one we did was 2018. And, of course, they have not been able to be done for a while because of the pandemic. But Mm -hmm. we're looking at maybe doing those again in the in the future so yeah yeah. awesome I've heard such great things about the rad tours and hopefully we can get them happening again because it's yeah obviously really important for people to understand the issue and connect with folks who are affected by these issues directly Um, and how did you start getting involved with the nuclear free collective so I went to a student of sustainability conference um, back in 2011 and there were these amazing people that were opposing four proposed uranium mines in um, in WA. And I was about to travel around with my van around Australia and, and we ended up joining part of that walk with about 20 core people. But at the end, we ended up in Perth. So the whole walk, I think, was this was the walk away from uranium mining, and it went through all those um, places. It was 1,200 kilometers, if I'm not mistaken, 10 weeks, and um, there were nine kids on that walk, which was amazing. It ended in Perth on Chogham, and so we were 250 people by the time we reached Perth, and it was just such an amazing, transformative experience. We walked with traditional owners, of the lands that would be affected by the mines. And, um, yeah, it was such a rich and and kind of transformational experience that I, I stayed in touch with with the movement. And, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, got more involved into the Nuclear Free Collective here at Friends of the Earth. Awesome. Um, well, it sounds like, yeah, sounds like such an awesome journey you've been on personally as well. Um, what's coming up for the campaign um, in the future? 
So currently we are um, focused on the, the Kimba waste dump. So Kimba is a town in uh, South Australia where the current waste nuclear waste dump is um, proposed. And this goes back to like a history of nearly 40 years of the federal government trying to put a nuclear waste dump on people's land. And it's always um, local traditional owners that have met that battle against the, the waste dumps on their land and have always won. So we are hopeful that the current waste dump is also going to be um, revoked um, as it should be because it has no place of being there. So the current Bangala traditional owners are opposing the, uh, unanimously opposing the nuclear waste dump on their land. They have actively been excluded from the community ballot whether the community wanted um, a, a, a waste dump there, which seems quite in opposition to the uh, federal government's claims that they want to listen to um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voices. And so um, the, the Bangalore traditional owners have, um, have staged a legal challenge against the government. The government is fighting that with millions and millions of dollars in legal um, fees to try to, um, like, well, <laughs> that challenge. And so we're, we're hopeful that, that um, the Bangalore traditional owners will, will win that legal, legal fight. Um, um, but in the meantime, we're trying to like continue to support them in, in every way we can, and the other, the, the local community. So there's a strong opposition of the local um, farmers in Kimba and the broader community in South Australia that we are supporting. Um, the other one is the ongoing push for nuclear power, which um, has been led by conservative politicians and, and nuclear industry lobby. And so that's to, to kind of establish a domestic nuclear industry in Australia. Currently, there's a national legal ban on uranium or nuclear power in Australia. And um, a bunch of conservative politicians have um, put in a bill to try to revoke that ban and to establish nuclear power within Australia, which is interesting because those Politicians have been in power for nine years and didn't act upon it all, at all. And so, as soon as they became opposition, they um, they started to, this fight again, which is basically, um, according to our analysis, is just trying to prolong the nuke, the fossil fuel industry, which is ones that they the same politicians have been advocating for quite um, broadly. And so there's a, this huge misinformation campaign that happening kind of on a, on a global scale about how nuclear power can be a solution for climate change, which is not because it's, it's yeah. too late, it's too expensive. And, it's too and dangerous, for sure. Exactly. We so are running out of time, so we're going to have to um, move on. But thank you so much for coming on. If our listeners um, want to get more involved with the Nuclear Free Campaign, um, where should they go? Um, go to the FO website and come to our art auction. So we've got a, a wonderful art auction coming up on the 30th of June. And that's going to be in Sydney Road at Catalyst Social Centre, 146 Sydney Road. On the 30th, it starts at 5 for viewing and the auction starts at 7pm. Come and join us. It's going to be such a fun night with music, beautiful artworks. So come and, come and join us there. And, and from there, we're always looking for more people to join the collective. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. That was Senator Swart, a nuclear-free campaigner at Friends of the Earth. And and we are now back in the studio with Freya Leonard from Friends of the Earth's No More Gas campaign. Um, Freya, thank you so much for being in the studio with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, could you uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been working on um, in the gas space? Absolutely. So uh, I have just last night finished the first draft of a report about rental fuel switching. Um, One of the amazing commitments of the current Labor government is to improve... um, uh, Last year they made the announcement that they're going to improve on our net um, emissions reduction targets um, with the aim of reaching um, net zero emissions by 2045. Unfortunately, there is very little detail in um, how they're going to do that with the gas space. And it's really, really relevant for them to have strong policy in that area because gas is um, around 84 times more polluting over a 20-year period than carbon dioxide. So we know that rental properties across Melbourne are some of the most inefficient properties. They're generally of around a two-star Um, energy efficiency standard, um, which is incredibly low. They're leaky. The appliances are quite old and outdated. Um, And while there are a raft of programs available um, by the state government to incentivise people to install solar, to upgrade their appliances to more efficient appliances, these kinds of programs are leaving renters behind because why would a landlord... Put take money out of their own pocket to um, to upgrade the rental properties that they have on offer if they are not going to benefit from it directly themselves. It's not like they can charge more rent, you know. So um, rental properties are being left behind. They're disproportionately contributing to um, climate change in Victoria. And it's also uh, an energy equity issue, you know, um, Renters can't afford to pay escalating um, gas bills. They can't afford to, um, I mean, many of them are sort of can't afford to pay rent. So, so it's a real cost of living issue. It's a real housing affordability issue. And uh, we're putting together a raft of policies to, um, to take to the state government to ask them to incentivise rental fuel switching. Awesome. That sounds like... You've kind of identified a bit of a gap there and you're yeah, working to make sure renters aren't left behind. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and does that also have health impacts as well um, for renters who are, I guess, more exposed to more of that kind of gas that is yes. used in the house? Absolutely. You know, um, living in a house with gas is like living in a home with a heavy indoor smoker or, you know, living on a major road. Um, there's a 12% increase in asthma risk for people living in homes with gas and for um, people with respiratory illness, very old, very young people, there's an increased health risk. So it is absolutely a health issue. But if you want to look at it in pure economic terms, um, it's also a health budget issue because it is these lower income households that are in the rental market and they are more likely to be 
um, accessing public health services. So if the state government can get ahead of the curve and actually start to help these homes increase their thermal efficiency, that is, you know, be better insulated and um, and replace gas appliances with renewably powered electric appliances, it's going to have um, a better result for the renters themselves, but also economically it's going to be better for the health budget of Victoria. Awesome. Sounds like some really important work that you're doing there. Um, if our listeners want to get involved or find out more, where should they go? Just jump onto the Melbourne Friends of the Earth website um, and check out the gas page under what we do and sign up and get involved. We have a whole bunch of stuff that's just about to land. So we're about to release this rental report. Um, we have a website which is just about to go live uh, where we're asking people to take a pledge to get off gas. And when they do that, it sends an email to their local politician and the energy minister to say, please help me get off gas. So I would get off gas today if I could, but I just need a bit of government support to do that. Uh, and and that in line with this rental fuel switching report, we hope, will um, give the government some incentive to really make sure that nobody is left behind in what is a clean energy revolution for the rest of Australia, but not the renters of Australia. Mm, totally. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, well, I'm very much looking forward to um, checking out that report um, around gas and helping uh, renters get off gas as well. Um, we're in the studio today talking to Freya Leonard from No More Gas at Friends of the Earth. Um, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. And we are also in the month of June, which is 3CR's Radiothon month. Freya, can you tell our listeners why they should help and donate to Dirt Radio to help us get us over the line? Well, unlike Rupert Murdoch, we don't get massive tax breaks, we don't take corporate dollars, and we are keen to stay on air and keep it real on the airwaves of Melbourne. So every dollar counts. Uh, 3CR has a long, proud history of um, representing um, the voices that you don't often get to hear, you know, in mainstream media. So please, it's critical that you donate and help keep us on air. Please call 94198377. That's 94198377. Or send an SMS to 0488809855. That's 0488809855. And make a pledge today. Awesome. Thanks so much. And we are close to our target. Our target for Dirt Radio today is $1,200 and we're over halfway there, which is super exciting. Go us! Um, so yeah, do um, consider donating today. Today we've been chatting to um, Senator Swart from Friends of the Earth's Nuclear Free Campaign and Freya Leonard from No More Gas. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back at 3cr.org. And do stay tuned because up next is Billabong Beats with Gavin Moore. And here is a song called Avant Gardener by Courtney Barnett. Keep it locked to 3CR.